0: You were made to be extraordinary. But unfortunately, a lot of times, men and women, we tend to settle for average. In today's episode, my guest, Heath Stoner, is a romance coach who teaches men the the truth that, you know, men, you were not designed to be an average husband or an average man. You were actually created and built for extraordinary. Extraordinary but a lot of men have only seen how to be an average husband at best, and they don't even know how to be extraordinary. Well, the key is in the romance. There was a panel this weekend for the Valentine's event where they asked, how do you keep the love alive when the romance dies? And my response was, if the romance dies, the love dies. You cannot expect to have fruit, from a tree that you don't nurture and nourish in a relationship exact same way. But a lot of men don't have the tools for this or don't have the revelation how important this is, especially to the soul of a woman. So we're going to dive into today's episode with romance coach Heath Stoner, who brings some incredible input and insight for men and if you're interested in becoming an extraordinary husband who kills it on the romance front you may want to connect with him so ladies share this with a friend share it with your husbands guys send it with to a buddy and let's dive in happy valentine's day Listening to Java with Jen with your host, Jenna Lee Samuel. On this show, I bring the simplicity of hearing God's voice into everyday life in a no nonsense, authentic, and super practical way. With coffee in hand and real life in our faces, let's do this. guys. Thanks so much for joining me today at Java with Jen. I have a very interesting guest with me today. Now he goes way back 20 years ago to my Bible school days, but he is a romance coach for husbands. And yes, he's a believer, which is even more refreshing. And so my guest is Heath Stoner. Heath, it is great to have you on the show today.
1: Generally, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity and inviting me.
0: Absolutely. Now for you guys, I know you guys may not know Heath Stone or maybe some alumni uh, that are hearing this episode are familiar with Heath, but Heath is someone that I met back when I was in Bible school and I didn't interact with Heath a whole lot because he was the men's director, but of all my guy friends on campus and my brothers, they uh, all spoke super highly of Heath and he really challenged the guys to rise up to their uh, Christian masculinity, leadership, all the good things that us women hope that they will grow into. And so Heath has actually started, and we'll let him share the story, started a coaching business, or I don't know if you want to call it business, almost more like a ministry really, but uh, a coaching business, working with men, training them how to be the most romantic husband in their zip code. So Heath, tell us a little bit more about you, and then we can dive into how that came about.
1: Yeah, so um, I'm 49 years old. And I'm a youth pastor. I work in a youth pastor in my local church. Mm-hmm. I also work full time at a college, my local college. I'm an administrator there. Uh, married, married to my wife for 24 years, and I have uh, two teenagers and one 20 year old. That's awesome.
0: So you're you guys are almost empty nesters.
1: Yes, yeah, our last one's a senior in high school.
0: Oh, is that like ripping your heart out?
1: <laughs> yeah, because I love my kids so much and they're so close together. But this is how God, you know, has caused it. So, yeah, I'm struggling with both ways.
0: No kidding. So are any of them married yet? Any of your sons have serious girlfriends?
1: No, all three of them have never dated because they're all waiting for the time in their life where they actually could be in marriage. So that could be happening very soon.
0: Yeah, no kidding. And I saw you had made a post on Facebook. Uh, In fact, you guys may want to end up following him on Facebook if that's a public Mm -hmm. option. But he shares these axioms of like little short, wisdom nuggets for men. And I just think they're fascinating, but I noticed you had shared something about how you've been working with one of your sons, maybe both of them to start saving money towards like an engagement ring, a car, things like that. I love that forward thinking. Where did you come up with that idea?
1: Oh, through lots of wisdom, through lots of mentors, through lots of books, but just the whole idea, the poor plan for Saturday night, the rich plan for two or three generations. Yeah. So I'll try and help my son be a forward thinker, not ever get into debt, And so again, when you teach your kids something, you're teaching your grandkids something. So I wanted to put deep habits in my children so that my grandchildren would receive the benefits of that.
0: That's so true. That's so good. That's, I I love that because I've heard the phrase, we, uh, especially when you're in an environment, you walk away with sometimes more is caught than is taught. Mm -hmm. And I love that you're being intentional to teach them, but what husbands and fathers pass to their sons is what is caught. It's what they live. It's what they just kind of do on a daily basis, often without even just thinking about it. And so thankfully you're being very
1: intentional. Yes. Trying to as much as I possibly can. I got a great wife to help support me in that. And of course she does it also.
0: Yeah. And Elisa was actually uh, one of the women's women's advisors when I was at Bible school as well. And so you guys were well, working there together, helping mentor all of us. So, okay, pull us into the story of how this actually came about. You didn't always do this. It's actually kind of a newer thing uh, for you personally, right?
1: Yes. So I have always had people, uh, generally, even back to your day, mm-hmm. that have told me, you need to write down stuff. You need to write a book. You need to help people. Well, like most people, I thought publishers or writers are for the, the elect, for certain mm-hmm. people. So over a year, people told me, please write this. Please write this. And so about uh, 18 months ago, the Holy Spirit was also saying, "You need to. I'm giving you these things. You need to go ahead and share these things. Yeah. So about 18 months ago, I started writing a daily axiom. axiom. Mm-hmm. And a daily axiom is the truth, um, a proverb that kind of everybody agrees with. So I started writing this down. But I've always had people tell me, you are so creative when it comes to your wife. them mm-hmm. married 24 years. And so guys would just ask me questions because most guys, they literally think romance is taking your wife out for dinner (laughs) and maybe getting her flowers, but some women don't even like flowers. They think it's a waste of money, but they think it's flowers or wait till Valentine's Day and that's where you do something special. And the problem with Valentine's Day, now guys, there's a whole movement uh, that's pointless. That's the hallmark. So now they don't even do really anything creative for Valentine's Day. Because people have a negative view about that because they think it's a Hallmark day. Yeah. So I have, um, so that's, that's how, I, and again, I have, uh, I don't think you want me to talk to you more about how I kind of went into the men's ministry, specifically yeah. with romance. Go for it. Okay. So I have read um manhood books for 20, 20, 25 years. And I went, used to go to the Promise Keeper conferences. I used to love to be mentored by guys. Uh-huh. And all of these guys all talked about being servant leaders in your household. Again, really ser- servant influencers. How can you influence your household with godliness? How can you influence them with being a great dad? What can you do to inspire, champion, encourage your wife to go after the thing that God put inside of her? And so when it comes to romance, guys are not naturally designed to do that. We're not built to do romance. We're built to build organizations. We're built to grow stuff. We're built to make money. We're built to do athletic stuff. So we want to conquer things. We want to accomplish things. But women, they can still do the business stuff and all that too. But women, they want to be pursued. Mm -hmm. And romance is not one big thing. It's a thousand little things. Yeah. So guys have to be trained. okay? They have to be grown. They have to be inspired to actually figure out how to understand the heart of a woman. I mean, if you look at the book of Song of Solomon, Song of Solomon is like my number one book when it comes to romance. In the very first chapter of verse four, Uh the, the, the woman is saying, come pursue me and we will run together. Mm. And so if guys want to run more with their spouse, if they want to be intimate more with their spouse, if they want their wife to pursue them, respond to them better, they have to learn how to draw the woman, mm. draw the wife. And so that's what romance is. You're figuring out how to create, um, I, the, the, kind of the analogy I give to people, women are like a flower. Women are like a rose us guys were the soil. If you look at most women that are beautiful, tender, they're blooming, they're radiant. It's because the guy is great soil. Yeah. And so us guys have to figure out what are the nutrients that cause our wife to bloom, to grow.
0: Yeah, yeah that's so good. I love that analogy. And, um, Okay. So let me dive into this real quick. So yeah. you started, let's go back into, you started writing down these axioms and it sounded like guys started asking you for coaching and stuff like that. Is that how that kind of bridge happened?
1: So, yeah, so I had, um, I literally started doing the axioms mm-hmm. and then I had two women, two women reach out to me and say, Hey, do you do any kind of coaching? Cause the whole coaching movement in America, do you do any kind of coaching, any kind of help? My wife, my husband I think he could benefit because of this. Mm -hmm. And then I had guys literally reach out to me and say, hey, is there any way that you do any kind of help, any kind of growth? Pretty much my marriage is average. My marriage is mediocre. Mm -hmm. And again, they're killing it in the business world. They're Mm -hmm. killing it in the ministry world. Yeah. And they say, I want to kill it. I want to crush it in my marriage.
0: Yeah.
1: And so because of that, I started the coaching program. So I started the coaching program back in February. So almost a year ago, Mm -hmm. I had my first client and now i'm up to seven clients
0: that's awesome and i and what you just said about men they're killing it in the business world what i've heard from men and i i'm not a man I, i'm not in a man's head but just from what i've heard a lot of men it sounds like they translate romance to well i provide for you like i take good care of you i meet all your needs like what are what are you upset about you've got a roof over your head and this and they and they're thinking purely through the lens of what makes sense to them. Like I'm built for this. So I'm giving you this. Why aren't you happy? Missing the point that when we minister to anybody, we've got to speak their language. Right?
1: Yeah. So guys, when they think that way, they're thinking the way an employee thinks Mm
0: -hmm. because an
1: employee thinks, Hey, I'm doing my job description and I'm getting, I'm doing what I'm getting paid to. But as the boss, as a supervisor, Uh you're wanting your super, your employees to go above expectations. Yeah. To exceed expectations. And so the woman, again, if you're just faithful, if you take care of the kids, if you take the trash out, if you do your job, uh-huh. most godly women will be great. Oh, man, I'm so glad I have a faithful, godly man. Uh-huh. We are not built to be average. Every guy that's listening to me right here, you are built for greatness. You're built to be extraordinary. Yeah. Okay, most guys are ordinary husbands. God wants to make put the extra upon you. So that you're extraordinary and being extraordinary is doing the extra stuff it's doing a little bit more
0: and you know i'm thinking of this passage because i'm thinking through what you're saying too of how a lot from a women's woman's perspective for a woman to have you know a good man he's faithful he provides maybe he even does some chores around the house you know like some a good average guy she'll be thankful but there are definitely those days she has to talk herself into be thank- being thankful. You know what I mean? Because if he's just average, she lives at that that uh, normal line. But then when there's days where he falls below, you know, or does something that's hurtful, or he gets neglectful because work is overtime, you know, or whatever, then it's it's like, there's not a whole lot in that bank account to kind of hold her through those kind of moments. There have to be a lot of Deposits that are made, and I like that you use the word "create." That people notice that you were creative with your wife. Because actually, someone recently asked my husband, "Like, how creative are you with your wife? Like, do you ever do anything like out of the ordinary?" And it was interesting to me. He used that word of being creative with your wife because I I don't hear that very much. So, what were some of the things that you did that were actually creative with your wife that people were noticing?
1: Okay. First thing I would encourage people to do: have your wife write down the thirty. most romantic things you have ever done for her hmm. she may write down you gave me this flower you wrote this poem that time that you opened the car door for the whole whatever it might be uh-huh. have her write down all those 30 things once you get that list of 30 things gentlemen you go ahead and laminate that
0: okay?
1: <laughs> you laminate that you just put it in your sock drawer
0: uh-huh.
1: and then you just pull that thing out okay it's literally the list of what you've done that's legendary in uh-huh. her life and then after you write those 30 things down you're going to have some creativity come inside of you. Okay. Yeah. So if you wrote, if she wrote down, man, I loved when we went around the park and um, you picked up a wildflower. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well then what you think about, man, when I was in high school or junior high, I remember people that used to get into a tree and they would sculpt the initials
0: uh-huh.
1: HS, you know, plus AJ. So then you may do something like that if you're, if it's appropriate at the park, park uh-huh. or <laughs> at the house. but you're literally just thinking, okay. So what I teach the guys to do mm-hmm. is called romance. Sweat. Just like at work, Uh there's times for brainstorming meetings. Uh Great ideas, captivating ideas. Don't usually just come to mind. You have your team meetings. Uh You all brainstorm together, and the best idea rises to the top. Or if you're training for a football, softball game, you're going to start sweating. When it comes to romance, you have to be thoughtful. Yeah. We know the scripture. Do unto others as you'd want them to do unto you. Women want you to be romantic. So if you want to serve them, if you want to love them to the nth degree, you have to do romance sweat. Yeah. You got to get out your notepad or you just start observing other guys. You just ask me, hey, what are the top two or three things you've ever done for your wife? The same way that your husband was asked that.
0: Uh-huh.
1: You write those things down and then you have brainstorming means with yourself. Yeah. Okay, with yourself. And what if I did this? What if I did this? You write those things down and then you go ahead and schedule those. Oh, wow. Are you literally scheduled? Same way in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Okay, all of you guys have a deadline calendar or you have some kind of planning calendar. Mm-hmm. If you don't do that with your wife, you're gonna take her out to eat and you'll get her flowers every six months. Yeah, and that's called being average. Yeah. And so if you want to keep having the average marriage, that's what you keep doing. Uh-huh. But if you want her to bloom, okay? They're, yeah, the name of my coaching, um Alex if you want me to talk about the coaching program here or not. back to you.
0: Well, did you want to You can go ahead and go follow that thought?
1: Well, just the, the, na- the name of my coaching program is how to become the most romantic husband in your zip code. Mm-hmm. And the reason I called it that is our wives are around lots of other ladies in our zip code, mm-hmm. whether at the Bible study, whether at the, the mops group, whether it's going out for coffee, working, whatever it is. And so they're rubbing shoulders with other ladies mm-hmm. and you want your wife to become so radiant. Mm. Again, the whole blooming of the flower that again, people, I know what happens with the guys. Guys, mm. when they get around other guys, sometimes they start talking trash about their wife. Mm. They start calling her the ball and chain. Mm. And they talk about all this stuff. Women probably sometimes say, I wish my husband did this. Or why does he have this attitude? Or whatever it is. You want to be so romantic that when your wife gets around other ladies, mm. she's literally bragging about you. <laughs> yeah, my husband and I, we had this overnight. Or yeah, my wife, my husband just created this thing. Or So, you're becoming the most romantic man in your zip code because we need to be men of light. We need to be men of impact and influence, not just killing it in the business world. Yeah. And not looking for the early retirement, not the cool vacation. All those things happen. But what can we do so that our wife is literally a raving lunatic about being our our wife? Yeah. She also cares about us, so forth.
0: Absolutely. And, and I, and okay, I don't know if this is a dumb question, but I'm just thinking through logic here. Maybe it's because I don't know how a guy's mind totally works, but for a guy, if he's hearing you say this and he's like, well, that sounds like a lot of work. And he's like, uh, we've got averages. I'm okay with average. Like what is the incentive? There's no pay raise that comes with it. There's no, um, pay increase. There's no new paycheck. There's no bonuses per se that come with putting in the work of being more, uh, romantic. So what is the payoff for the husband? What's his incentive to do the extra work?
1: All right. So 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7, it says, husbands, you live with your wives in an understanding manner.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Again, you, whatever vocation you're in, you have figured out how to master that product, how to grow that service.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Jesus wants us to figure out how to live in an understanding manner with our bride, because we're going to be held accountable to that. True. Yeah, On judgment day, Jesus is going to ask us, how do we treat our spouse? How do we love her? The other thing I would say about no payoff, in the book of Proverbs, it says, he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. True. And so, gentlemen, if you want your wife to start refreshing you more intimately, if you want her to refresh you more complimentary, I mean, the whole thing, most guys hardly receive any compliments from their wife. Because it's what you referenced earlier. Yeah. Us guys, were messing up. We're forgetting to fix the thing. We haven't put our shoes away. We haven't done this and that. I mean, it's called nagging, but us guys are responsible for nagging. Mm. Any nagging that my wife has ever done is my responsibility. And so the payoff, if you want your wife to bless you more, you bless her more. Now, again, you don't give to get. I do it out of 1 Peter 3. (laughs) I believe I'm supposed to live this way. God has commanded me to live this way. Mm -hmm. But the biblical proverb principle is if you take care of your wife, If you champion her, if you put fresh water upon her, Mm -hmm. she is literally going to do the law of reciprocation. She's going to reciprocate that back to you. So if you don't like what you're getting out of your wife, you need to look in the mirror. If you're not getting up compliments, are you complimenting her? Are you speaking enough affirmations over her? If you're not doing that, she's probably not going to affirm you. Are you bragging about her when it comes to cooking or the way that she works or the way with the kids, the way she's mothering? Are you doing that enough? Have you created enough systems so that these things naturally happen? In the coaching program, I teach the guys Mm -hmm. how to create these systems so they become automatic. Because in the business world, they have a marketing plan. They have a sales plan. You have to create a romantic plan when it comes to romanticizing um, your bride.
0: That's so good. And I I think through like if the if the christian marriage is to be a reflection of christ and the church as we see in scripture I have experienced the Lord being romantic with me. I have experienced the Lord doing sweet little things that have become part of our story. And and even where I like maybe wanted something, but didn't even bother to pray about it, but the Lord saw I wanted it. And then he blessed me with it out of nowhere, you know? And just little things, I see the Lord tend to those tiny things. And so for the Christian husbands that really want to reflect Jesus, this absolutely is like part of how Jesus operates. That's amazing. Whether spring is upon us, New Year's is around the corner, or fall is on the horizon, we always have a reason to be digging through our closet and updating what we have to wear. But for a lot of people, it just feels a little rude going in the closet and looking at clothes that you just don't know what to do with. Many of the women I've worked with don't know how to choose clothes that will flatter their body or capture their style. And so she finds herself defaulting to jeans and a t-shirt or better yet, hmm, yoga pants. Listen, if that's you, your frustration is valid but I have a solution for you. You guys know I love fashion, and it's because I've worked with over 9,000 women and have seen them come out of their shells and make sense of their clothes and feel not only amazing, but like they found themselves. Learning the basic skills to help their outsides match their inside awesomeness is something that changes your life. If you want help in this area, go visit jsamuelstyling.com. That's J samuelstyling.com and click the link to check out my less than two hours workshop where I drill down to the most essential information that you need to have a total style transformation in bite-sized pieces. You'll be surprised how some simple keys can unlock so much revelation and confidence in your closet. So go again to jsamuelstyling.com, tap the link that says check out my workshop, and grab the workshop for less than the cost of a new pair of jeans and experience your own style upgrade while you ditch all the closet overwhelm. Let me help you find the style you'll absolutely love. I, uh, <laughs> I recently, I don't know if it was TD Jakes or somebody, he had this old thing, I actually made a reel off of it on Instagram where he was like, uh, a woman is, a is like a, uh, what's the word? Um. I'm hearing the word concubine and that is not the right word incubator incubator yep. okay yep, where yep. you you probably heard that little thing before where he's like if you give her groceries she'll give you a meal if you, if you give her a sperm she'll give you a baby you give her a house she'll give you a home if you give her frustration don't be surprised at what you get back a bunch of nagging and all this stuff and uh, that's really basically kind of what you're talking about because we do we are we're natural responders and I think a lot of men don't realize that we are built to follow their lead and yep. so
1: I'll say one more thing.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Jesus, Jesus led with a towel and not a title. Mm, so good. many guys just had the wrong thinking when it comes to being a husband. Yeah. Yeah, my father-in-law, he played in the National Football League in the NFL. He's a great dentist, huge practice. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the biggest servant husbands I have ever seen.
0: Wow. He's
1: I mean, just unbelievable. So when it comes to your wife, don't think about title husband. She's here to serve me. No, I'm a servant husband. So if you've grown up with the wrong model, your, your wrong father, that the wife does this, the woman does this. No, no, you're coming here to be like Jesus and serve them. So again, when you guys are always afraid of this though. What if I serve my wife and I become a simp? What if I become serve my wife and she starts taking me for granted? Well, again, if, if you marry a virtuous woman, if she's a godly woman, the Holy Spirit should convict her right there. Because again, she's supposed to serve you just as much. And when you try to outserve each other, that's the only thing I try to compete with my wife, who can outserve each other. Mm. The more we outserve each other, it becomes the marital dance.
0: Yeah. And
1: then you literally, yeah. You know, I tell people when it comes to uh, marriage, marriage is not hard work. It's joyful work. It's a big difference there. Yeah. Most men so hard. No, it's joyful. Yeah. This is my bride. This is my lover. The more that I serve her. I get to see that smile. I get to hear that feminine voice. I get to see that kindness. I get to see her lead the kids. And so it's joyful work. Mm-hmm. Another thing I'll say with the word work, us guys, we work eight hours a day or around eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. We are not done at 5 p.m. Then we have our second job. And the second job is not sitting lazy boy.
0: <laughs>
1: second work job, in the
0: garage. <laughs> working,
1: whatever it might be. The mm-hmm. second job get is to lead. When I say lead, lead with the towel. Get a lead with the towel. Yeah. Now with the title. it's a lead your wife, lead your children. And again, I'm just like all the other guys. Um, I fail. I let my family down, but I don't stay in the pit of despair. Mm. I don't allow that. The Holy Spirit doesn't allow me to stay in that pit of despair. But instead, he'd get out of the pit, rise up, get back in the game, and start conquering, start dominating, start being the brave heart and the gladiator. I mean, most guys, they love following a general. Okay, they love finding somebody with authority. That's why some guys struggle in worship services. Because mm. it's all about he loves us. You know, they just they're constantly singing that. They want to hear about be bold. Yeah. Go take it. Go after it. Guys have that inside of them too. So yes, we have an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ, but also we have a mission. We have a passion.
0: Yeah, that's so good. I, you know, I still remember, I I still remember in college, and I have thought about it many, many, many times over the years. Yeah. I remember you and Elisa, I don't know if it was a panel or if I heard you guys in passing, because I didn't spend really hardly any time with you guys at all. Um, and I just remember you saying marriage is not hard work. Marriage Always. is happy work. Yep. You're just, if you're, if you make it your goal to outserve one another. And I remember you saying that even way back then. And so I love hearing how that has actually fleshed out now all these 20 years later, you know? Um, Okay. So talk to me about the impact this has on legacy because men have sons. And what about even with daughters, you know, like tell, talk talk to us about that.
1: Okay. So most of our kids may not ever read a a marriage book. They uh, might not be in that culture. They might not be in that college group. They may never read a marriage book, but they're going (laughs) to see the marriage book every single day. Mm -hmm. and so how they see that is how you treat your spouse yeah and so when it comes to legacy if you want your kids to have great marriages you and your spouse have to be the marriage book or the marriage movie they have to see it and then you got to talk to them about it and so my son um zach when he turned 12 years old i started to write a passage for him called the year becoming a man and that whole year becoming a man was telling him i was calling him into manhood but i said now you are preparing to be a husband here in the future and that's where you referenced the whole money thing. We started that with him. But I want my grandkids to yeah. have an incredible marriage. Okay. Yeah. I come from a lineage of great marriages. My parents right now have married 58 years. Wow. Both my grandparents died a few years ago. They were married about 77 years um, wow. each. And they didn't do anything intentional. Okay. They didn't do anything intentional. They lived life. Again, uh, the best kind of marriages have bite marks on their tongue. They didn't speak everything. Right. They didn't share everything. They kept them speaking. So I learned so much from them. But again, if you want to have great kids, great grandkids, you have to talk about it. You have to live it. You have to share it. Mm-hmm. And then you, you know, the stuff that I just talk about in the coaching program, I am giving them um, the ideals and then the practices of what to do. Mm-hmm. And so during the coaching pr- plan, they all write up a marriage dream document. Mm-hmm. And the marriage dream document is where they think through every single thing of their marriage. So yes, us guys, we love legacy. You know, us guys love talking about that, doing that. We love to share stuff. We're hoping people take it, but you guys are all called to do this with your kids and your grandkids.
0: That's so good. That's powerful. And I feel like, especially at this time, as we can see the attack against the the core family. You know, we can see the attack against male, female being fundamental to life and, and children being raised to see a father and a mother have a father. I mean, there is such a fatherless generation, such a broken generation right now. And so- what you're describing, I feel like, is actually one of the keys to, without sounding overdramatic, saving a nation. Because, oh, yeah. because they, in fact, I've heard it said that the greatest way to destroy a nation is to destroy the marriage unit and destroy the family unit. Because that is the core foundation of any society. And when that deteriorates, everything falls apart.
1: Absolutely. If I had to pick one thing to save our nation of America... Mm-hmm. It would be to save the boys.
0: Want mm, yeah. to
1: save our country, save the boys. That's why I want to speak all, I want to speak this quote to everybody listening. Mm. There has to come a time where the boy sits down and the man stands up. Mm. And it doesn't matter what age you are as a man, you have to sit down that boy and that boy of selfishness. Mm. Manhood, for me, manhood equals responsibility.
0: Mm.
1: And so you are responsible men to do everything in the household. When I say do everything, make sure it's getting done. So my my wife, of uh, several times, she told me just a few nights ago, "Hey, I think you need to spend a little more time with our girls." Again, I want I want them to become daddy girls. Yeah. They, they are becoming daddy girls, but she is just t- my wife is a sandpaper in my life. Sandpaper. Some people don't like don't think don't like the image. I love the image of sandpaper because it smooths out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It smooths out all the hard edges. So when your wife confronts you. When your wife counsels you, gives you advice, you take it, you receive it. Why? Your wife loves you more than anybody else. Yeah. Why would you not listen to her? The only reason you wouldn't listen to her if you think you have a title over a towel. Mm, People wow. have the but again, same thing for you ladies. If your husband gives you any kind of advice or shares something, yeah, don't get resistant. Don't get prideful. Yeah. Bite your tongue. <laughs> listen to him. And maybe he doesn't say it in the right tone. Maybe he doesn't say it at the right time. But this is your lover. This is your husband. Mm-hmm. Listen to it yeah. so that you guys can grow it together.
0: That's so good. That's such good advice. Okay, now today when this episode is going up is yeah. Valentine's Day. So mm-hmm. let's say some women get this episode into their husband's hands and the husbands are like, oh, I have failed. I have failed in this area terribly. And they're thinking Valentine's is almost over. They're trying to you know, see the clock. Okay, now what would you say to men who find themselves in that position?
1: Well, um, go ahead and... Again, the whole romance sweat, go Mm -hmm. ahead and create two to four things that you thought in the past that your wife really appreciated, or you can give her that sheet of paper and have her just write it down. Yeah. For me, Valentine's day is the mountaintop. Okay. But throughout the whole year, there's lots of other peaks and the other peaks are every single day. Mm -hmm. So again, you don't wait for Valentine's to do something incredible and great, but go and write those down have your wife again, write out those 30 things Mm -hmm. that she really appreciated. But then you just go ahead and ask her some questions. Hey, babe, what do you really appreciate that I do? And have your notepad out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That'll blow her mind. Like, Why do you have a notepad out? I want to make sure I start doing this better. It'll be amazing to her. Get a notepad and pen, write those things out, and then just go ahead and schedule those things, whatever mm-hmm. they might be. Again, when it comes to um, flowers, you probably have given your spouse flowers before. One thing you can do, go ahead and um grab two roses and just go ahead and pull out a pedal each time and say, babe, I love you. And then just tell her why you love her. And then pull out another pedal. Man, one of my favorite memories of you is this, pull mm-hmm. out another pedal. Just do, just, you're just doing creative stuff. Yeah. If you ever play cards together at the end of the card game, when she goes up to bed, just go ahead and put the cards back on the table and put, I love you Yeah. in the card there. So when she wakes up in the morning, all this is, it's not something, Oh, how'd you think about it? You just got to think about it. Yeah, whatever it might be. It's just think about little stuff. When you were growing up, I bet sometimes you had a fort in the house, some kind of fort in the house. You know, your parents had some chairs and put a towel and put a blanket over it. Uh You do the same thing in your bedroom. Bring some chairs, put it in the floor of the bedroom, go ahead and put the um, thing over there and then read your wife some poems. She Mm -hmm. would love it. Dim the lights a little bit. Again, it's nothing legendary. All you need to just think through what's happened before. Yeah. And what can I do to tweak it? What can I do to spin it? Yeah, I will say, like, go, go ahead, generally.
0: Oh, no, go ahead. Finish your thought.
1: Well, just one guy. So, actually, the first guy that I started coaching, the reason he reached out to me is his uh, wife had left him. Mm. He was in his 50s. He was a chief financial officer, massive company, making several hundred thousand dollars. The reason his wife left him, he did not know how to take care of her heart. Mm. And I want to speak that to all you guys. If you don't let, learn to take care of your wife, her heart specifically, in her 30s, 40s, 50s, or 60s, if she's experienced enough pain, she may leave you. 80% of divorces yeah. are initiated by women. Yeah. So here's what he would do. She would ask him, hey, could we go to Starbucks and um, read the Bible together? He'd be like, I don't like coffee. Nah, mm-hmm. let's not go there. She would say, hey, can we go, go for a drive out in the country? Mm-hmm. She'd like to see the sun, the fields. Like, that's a waste of gas. The only time that he pursued her for intimacy was about 9, 9.30 at night. I'm like, hey, do you want to go into the bed? Yeah. She finally left him. So he's telling me these stories. And I said, uh, "I said uh, the guy, I'm like, you're, you're clueless, man. He's <laughs> like, I know I am. I'm like, you are an all-star in the business world. And you don't know how to take care of your wife. He's like, I know. That's why so I'm reaching out to you. This guy was 55 years old.
0: Wow.
1: He was humble. So his wife left him. She got an apartment. We worked together for several months and she came back. Mm -hmm. She came back and he literally learned to be a servant husband. Wow. He learned to take care of her. So, that's just an example of what happens for guys that are selfish and clueless. Mm -hmm. You got to find somebody. You got to get a book. You got to do the romance sweat so that your wife is joyful, so that she has more peace, so that she has more contentment, so that she's not constantly in crisis mode or anxiety mode. But that she's able to go to living, living water.
0: Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Okay, well, I'm just I'm just mad that we're already running out of time. So let me uh let me ask how can people connect with you if they're like, hey, this sounds great. I want to get my hands on more of what you're offering.
1: Um again, on Facebook, you can type in my name, Heath Stoner. Um, I'm also on Twitter, and my Twitter handle is coach Heath. get H-E-A-T-H underscore. So twitter.com forward slash coach heath underscore that's the best way to connect with me okay and um, i also again i created a the uh, a valentine resource called the ultimate valentine resource week i'm sorry the ultimate valentine week even though this is not coming up till valentine day you could purchase that get that uh, resource and do all the things to your wife the week after you can do it whenever yeah this um, resource will totally make your wife addicted to you she <laughs> will not believe how thoughtful and creative you are If you do this, Mm,
0: that's so good. That's so good. Okay, well, you guys don't go anywhere because Heath has a life hack for us coming right up. Okay, Heath, did you have a life hack that you wanted to share with everybody?
1: Yes. If you had to do one thing to start improving your relationship with your wife, it's called couch time. And couch time is when you get home from work, she gets home from work, whatever, after you put your stuff away, get the kids around and so forth, get on the couch, look at each other, and connect every single day, 10 minutes. How's your day go? What was the best part of the day? What was the worst part of the day? If you have that daily time, not daily time with the TV, but literally couch time, look at her in the eyes, enjoy those eyes, enjoy those lips, enjoy those cheeks. Let her look at you. Just connect that. That'll improve your relationship almost more than anything. Just having that couch time each day.
0: That's so good. And I love that of all these things you're suggesting, all of them are simple. None of them are expensive, like a trip to Aruba, which may come as a peak moment, you know, but none of it's expensive. None of it's really super costly. It just costs selfishness and laziness. And that's, that's an easy trade-off when it comes with all these benefits of a healthier marriage and healthier children.
1: That's right. If if you're used to watching three football games on Saturday, three football games on Sunday, if you're doing whatever, Uh you literally just cut back a little bit. Cut back, get out the notepad, get out your computer, and just start brainstorming and scheduling what you're going to do with your spouse. I mean, right now, you guys should already be deciding and scheduling what you're going to do with your overnight for your spouse in April, what yeah. you're, you're going to take her, what you're going to do. Again, it doesn't have to be a $300 a night hotel. Yeah. Yeah, just do something good, something special there with your wife, and don't just do stuff on Valentine's. At the same time, do not neglect Valentine's Day.
0: That's so good. And Heath, how can people find that resource that you have? Do they just shoot you a message on Twitter or Facebook?
1: Yeah, on Twitter, it's actually, the very top, the very top of my um, Twitter page is okay. um, it's the URL. The URL is there that they can click on that, download that, and so forth.
0: Okay, perfect. So go follow him on Twitter. He's very active over there. Heath, thank you so much. You came on here very spur of the moment with me this weekend, and I'm so grateful. And I'm really excited to share this episode out with my listeners and have them send it to their husbands. And I've had listeners. Uh, there was actually a marriage that was saved through a marriage episode that I did. They connected to that that person, those counselors, and actually rescued their marriage. They rededicated their life to the Lord, and, and now they're serving the Lord as a couple. It's just beautiful. And so I see a lot of potential in people coming across your material, and if nothing else, just getting the wheels turning for them to, right. to change some habits. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Jenna Lee. And again, I'm proud of you. Thank I told you. my wife last night that I was going to be on this podcast. She totally remembers you. To your members, your bubbliness, your vibrancy. So God has deposited that inside of you mm-hmm. to be able to bless the people that are listening. So keep going for it.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that so much. All right. Well, you guys, thanks so much for joining me today. As you heard, this was just a fun episode, but really, really rich. And honestly, don't let the fun and the lightness of it take away from the depth and the importance of it. It's actually hugely important. So I would say share this episode out with all of which it won't be hard to share it with your girlfriends, share it with some guy friends that you have as well for their wives and their marriages. And so otherwise, you guys make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss next week's episode and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. Listen, let's stay connected. Come follow me on Instagram at Java with Jen, where you can follow the latest and say hey. It's a really great way to stay in touch. Many of you have also asked how you can support the show. You can make donations through the Anchor app or on Patreon or of course by sharing, rating, and reviewing on social media and iTunes as well. Your heartfelt feedback always reminds me why I do this. Also, don't miss our merch store where you can get super cool Java with Jen swag and coffee. Find it at javawithjenmerch.com. Until next time, remember, hearing God's voice is simple and He wants to be a part of your everyday life. See you next week.